366, an innovative space for anyone involved in education, whether it be teacher, student, parent, or community member. Hey, Dr. Guess. Hey, Jennifer. So hey. when we talked with Jeff Eller, he brought up the idea about problem-based learning. And I was a little confused. Isn't that the same as project-based learning? Oh my gosh, Amanda, I'm so glad you asked that question because you know what? In fact, a lot of people use this, this acronym PBL. And you brought up the point, we talked about project-based learning, but is it the same as problem? Um, it's not. Problem-based learning is very similar to project-based learning. They both are rooted in engaging all students through real-world connections. They both are uh, have support multiple solutions to whatever the problem is that we give them. But in problem-based learning, solutions may or may not be artifacts. And this is a key difference than in project-based. Project-based is predominantly an artifact that students produce. Both explicitly involve peer evaluation. Both involve reflection, that a reflective process is so important. Um, but problem-based learning is more student-led, whereas project-based learning is predominantly teacher-led. The teacher comes up with that, you know, focus. Um, whereas in problem-based, students kind of drive it more. Um, again, there's research involved in both. There's iterative cycles. So, you know, did we do it? Is the solution working? Reflection, go back, different, you know, so it's, it's the cycles of learning are both in both. Um, both can support student argumentation, which is a very important skill. Um, but here's the key here. The teacher is more of a facilitator in the problem-based approach. And in the project-based approach, the teacher drives, it definitely has more of a driving um, position. And it's, if, if you look at in the inquiry, you know, where on the inquiry continuum this is, I would say that problem-based is more open inquiry than project-based. Um, so, but, but now let me, let me further go on and say, neither one of these approaches are equal to an integrative STEM or STEAM approach. Both approaches can be used though in a STEM or an integrative STEM or STEAM approach. So here's how this could work. Maybe you wanna start the, the unit with a project and you want to get the students designing some sort of um, uh, possible solution and artifact to a, to, to a project that you've designed because you want them to get their minds on the same thing, all right? Then after that design happens, after that artifact is produced, then you, you facilitate a discussion and students then could bubble up with subsequent problems that have kind of kind of as a result what they see results of that design and then you see how then students can lead the direction of that 
And then you roll into a problem-based approach where you continue moving students along, you're coaching, but they're much more in the driver's seat. So that's how that could work together in a classroom, all in one unit, possibly. Awesome. So my friend Nick talked a lot about place-based learning because he was lucky enough to work with a school that literally traveled all over the world. So can you talk to us about how place-based learning may tie in with integrative STEAM, STEM or STEAM education? Oh my gosh, and another P, right? So hopefully everybody who's listening is no longer going to use the abbreviation PBL, PBL. right? Because really, if you know- Which one are you talking about? Exactly, exactly. So I love place-based learning because it really leverages the power of a place more than you could ever have in a classroom. So like if you go back and listen to Nick Martino teaching from the top of the mountain uh, several podcasts ago, he took students to Italy. He took students to like, did he say Peru or or Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. He took students all over the world. um, and, And so can you imagine learning history and art in Italy? Oh my gosh, you can't get that from a book, right? The smells the sounds, the, the, I mean, just all of it right there. It's about leveraging what a place can give so much more than a classroom. It's also about really empowering students to, to look at that place and become kind of part of the place so that they own it, that they see, and they become somebody who's cognizant of the needs of the place and, and, you know, connect with it. Of course, people are going to be saying, and you're probably thinking, okay, that's nice, Dr. Guest, but uh, we're in a pandemic. We're not going anywhere. So guess we can't do place-based learning. If you're careful and intentional about how you design, then what can you do? You can look and think about how you can leverage your school, your school community. To, to really activate the students' connection with that community in a deeper way than you've ever thought of before, you know? Maybe you want to take a look uh, from a recycling standpoint or from, a, um, from a, a, a building standpoint or a community standpoint at your school grounds, you know? Then it's just outside the door and you, and you can leverage that place. Another way that a lot of people are trying to leverage place without actually going out is through augmented reality or virtual reality and going on some of these trips that you can do through the internet. Okay, yeah, it's not the same, but you know, when I did this before we had internet, I actually tried to bring a lot of my students to the ocean because I was teaching upstate South Carolina. So you know what I did? I brought sand, heat lamps, and candle smell to the classroom. Because again, engaging students in all their senses to feel a place is so important. And so those are the kinds of things you need to be thinking about in a place-based approach. Now, think about that for integrative STEM and STEAM education. Yeah, 
it's again bringing the authenticity to the students so they're connected so they're not learning in a bubble that it becomes that place becomes theirs as well as everybody else in the classroom and the great thing about that is in a diverse classroom where you have kids who come from so many different backgrounds and so many different experiences bringing them together around one place where they all experience it together can be so powerful at building an authentic community, classroom community, where every student is afforded the opportunity that place can give them. Hope that helps. Awesome. for listening to the room 366 podcast remember you can listen to our podcast every tuesday on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or whatever platform that you prefer also thank you to our sponsors without them we would not be on the air aarp and the south carolina after school alliance see you next time in room 366